0: Hello, and welcome to episode two of Peanut Butter and Jelly Shoes. I'm Caitlin. I'm Tiffany. And this week, we watched the classic 1994 Christmas movie, The Santa Claus, starring Tim Allen and Judge Reinhold and a bunch of other people you've never heard of. Uh, Yeah, so uh, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, when we wanted to watch a Christmas movie, this immediately came to mind. Mm Mm-hmm. Home Alone is too obvious.
0: It's way too obvious. And and everyone's seen A Christmas Story a million times. An Elf is too recent. But it's, I mean, that doesn't
1: detract from its greatness at all. It's true, but this is one that I remembered really well from my childhood, but haven't probably watched in, like, 20 years. Yeah, same here. Like, I saw... It hasn't been 20 years. It's like been 15 ni- years.
0: It's been 19 years. It yeah. came out in
1: 1994.
0: All right. Um... <laughs> but I saw it in theaters, and then I've seen it maybe like once since then. But yeah, it doesn't get the same rotation.
1: As... And I don't, I don't know why, because it's st- it's starring like Disney's uh, favorite Tim Allen. Like, oh, they God. love Tim Allen.
0: Yeah, and so oh man, so this movie, it's I don't know if, if you haven't seen it, but basically, so the logline of the film—it's a terrible logline. It is, but it's hysterical. It's. When a man inadvertently kills Santa on Christmas Eve, he finds himself magically recruited to take his place.
1: Like, I read that, and I feel like I'm gonna watch some kind of cheesy slasher flick. Or something. Like a horror movie, not like a family-friendly comedy. And, yeah, and it's like, I don't know, uh, we'll get to it. It's a misleading tagline, I think. For sure. I mean, that is what happens, but I think they got the tone wrong. I concur. Right away. Alright, so, Tim Allen, 1994. Tim Allen was having a real good year.
0: And we found out that, correct us if we're wrong, but Tim Allen, at the time, he had the number one movie in the country, the number one television show.
1: Home Improvement. Home
0: Improvement, of course. I mean, may it rest in peace. And the number one book. And I think, he, I think to this day, he's the only person that has ever achieved that.
1: Well, I know I feel like, didn't I find out that Michael Crichton did it, too, with ER and Disclosure and... Oh, my God, I forgot the other one
0: already. Well...
1: I, I mean, mean, he's not an actor. He wrote
0: all those things. Okay, well, you know, you maybe you're right. But at the time, it was the, he was the first person that had done it.
1: Yeah, it was kind of a big deal. For sure. And 1994 was the year of Tim Allen. He, he was having a hell of a time. Yeah, and it was good, good for him. Yeah.
0: I mean, him. he'd had his problems... He had the cocaine bust in, was seventy eight. Uh, it
1: was it was uh, it was a while ago. And, and how it much was, how much cocaine was he found with? He had over a pound of cocaine just like in his bag like, at the airport for recreation. Just like no, like he was tra- he was trafficking it. Like he was going to distribute it. Well, at least he was sharing. And my favorite part is he had just rolled over on everyone else that was involved. Just to reduce his jail sentence. Wow. Which I think he served like two years out of a seven-year sentence. But I don't feel like it's fair to Tim Allen. Sure, he probably shouldn't have been carrying around that much cocaine. Probably not. No, I mean that's bad in mm-hmm. any case. But there are so many celebrities today that are arrested for nonsense like that all the time, and they serve like twelve hours in prison, and then for they're sure. released. Like Lindsay Lohan's been arrested for like ten DUIs. Didn't she like hit someone with her car? Probably. And she's, like, always on drugs, and she's maybe spent, like, a week in jail at most. But, like, Tim Allen was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is so awful. I'm like, I feel like it's just as bad today, but no one Mm -hmm. has to go to jail. But
0: he wasn't famous yet when this all happened. That's why. If he had been
1: famous... Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. But anyway, so he would just come off... A bit of a rough patch. For sure. And it was good for him because Disney has, like, a whole policy where they don't ever want to hire anybody who's ever, has, like, a criminal record. Exactly. Or who has a felony on their record. They have a
0: no ex-con <clears throat> policy in their hiring. Um, so if you are a former murderer slash child molester, whatever, um you apply for a job at Disney, you're going to be shit out of luck. I'm sorry. Disney's not for you.
1: No. Unless you're Tim Allen. And, yeah, so they couldn't say no to Tamellon because he is maybe the best of the 90s. For
0: sure. Because then six months after this movie came out, Toy Story came out.
1: Which, oh, my God. That's right.
0: Yes. So, and then five years after, six years after that, Toy Story 2 came out. I mean, so
1: he was a big deal in the 90s. For sure.
0: And then Jungle to Jungle... Well... Was that Disney?
1: That, yeah, and that movie was great, but I don't think it's at the same level as these other movies we're talking about. Even though it was really good. For sure. But, But so Tim Allen was having a hell of a year, and this movie came out around Christmas time, and it just destroyed at the box office. Oh, absolutely. Everybody went to go and see it.
0: Yes. So, the budget for the... Do you want to guess what the budget is, or do you want me to tell you?
1: I mean, I can try to guess, but I'm really bad at it. Does it, like, have inflation? Okay, I'm just going to guess. No,
0: just imagine 1994
1: money. Oh, well, since I had a lot of money in 94... For sure. I would understand it well. I'm going to guess it was made for, like, $36 million. Lower. $12 million. Higher. This is going to take a while.
0: Probably. Should I just tell you? Yeah. $22 million.
1: That's that's a pretty good amount. Well,
0: that's a, I feel like that's 90s. pretty slow. well because he was a huge star at the time. So maybe although they might have filmed it in 1994 to get all the or 93 to get all the snow scenes. No, was before Home Appro- or I, maybe, don't I
1: don't mean I don't want to disillusion you, but I feel like a lot of that might have been movie magic. The snow mm. they probably could have How filmed it in you. July.
0: How dare you in July shatter my dreams? It doesn't need to be. But they're
1: all wearing coats. Well, again, they're actors. <laughs> that's what they're paid to do. Make you believe things that aren't true. Oh, my God. Okay, so it was made for... 22. And how much did it make? Did it grow... I'm going to guess. It grossed 227 million dollars.
0: No. Lower. I, this is going to just Thing, This 200. is back... Okay, so... Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, so it grossed 144 million dollars.
1: That's a pretty uh, big return. Almost
0: 145. And uh, it was the fourth highest grossing movie of 1994. And it beat... Pulp Fiction. It beats
1: Speed. It <laughs> That's impressive because nothing can slow down speed.
0: Oh I get Do Did you see what I did? <sighs> wow. Yeah. Not, we should just good night everybody. I know um, I feel
1: uh, like I should just go home now. That's yeah. the best it's gonna get for me. Oh dear. All right so maybe we should actually start talking about the movie.
0: What a great idea. Wise.
1: Okay right. so do you want me to start or do you want to go first? You
0: go ahead. You seem to remember it better than me.
1: I mean, I, I do. I remember the opening is Tim Allen works at, like, a toy company. He does. And he he's the person who made the Do-It-All-For-You Dolly, which is kind of an inappropriate name, I feel like, for a child's toy. But anyway, so it's a super successful company. He's, like, at the top of his game. He's at their Christmas party, and he's, <laughs> like, roasting everybody on the microphone, like, calling people out, like, oh, look at... Tina sitting on Santa's lap, but her husband's at home, and it's, like, scandalous, and he's having a ball, mm-hmm. and he's having so much fun that he leaves the party a little too late, and he's supposed to be at home picking up his son, who he shares joint custody with, his mm-hmm. ex-wife, who's yes. now married to Judge Reinhold.
0: Which, and they establish, the whole point of this scene, I feel like, is to establish that he's kind of a dick, like... He's, he just designed this really awesome toy. He's being kind of a dick, and he's very pompous. And then they show him driving in the car, and he's lying about... He's, oh, I'm late to pick up my son, blah, blah, blah. And But he, there's no traffic, and he's like, I'm stuck in traffic. And um, he's,
1: like, pretending there's, a, like, a five-car pileup, and there's no pileup at all. No. But we can tell that this toy, like, really took off, and he's successful because he's talking on a car phone, which is kind of That's a right. big deal in the 90s.
0: But he's driving... A fairly shitty car, and I don't mean, like, it looks shitty now because it was in the early 90s, but, like... It was,
1: like, a classic sedan. I don't know. I don't remember seeing what kind of car it was. Maybe it was, like, a Buick Regal or, like, or a Cadillac or something. Like, it was an old boat-looking car. It sure was. But he had a lot of money, as established by the phone. So, anyway, he's late. He gets there to pick up his son. Mm-hmm. Ex-wife is just being a total bitch about it, and she's really unhappy, The son. I mean, I want to say up front, I'm probably going to be saying a lot of negative things about this 10-year-old boy, so if that's going to bother you, you should probably stop listening. Yeah. Because I didn't remember this from when I was a kid, but Charlie's kind of a total jerk.
0: Oh, he is. And, I mean, if you're anti-criticizing children, just shut it off now, because we're going to get
1: deep on this. It's going to happen a lot.
0: But, oh, so, another. But before that, just to back up for half a second, there's a scene where, uh, during the opening credits, and they have the little montage to show it's Christmas, to really drive home it's Christmas time. They show <clears> kids <throat> in a window looking at. Like, they're, sti- no, they're not in a window. They're looking at window shopping. Window shopping kids in a scene that was completely stolen from Christmas Story, like almost shot for shot. Like, do you remember the beginning of Christmas Story? Where all these kids are looking in the window and there's all these shutter toys. But then. Some of the kids have pointy ears, like...
1: Oh, yeah, like, it's, yeah. like, a... It's foreshadowing. What? foreshadowing. It, yeah, it's foreshadowing what's gonna happen. Like, one girl tucks her hair behind her ear, and, oh, my God, it's pointy. <gasps> like what's wrong with her?
0: Maybe she's an elf. Or, yeah, I mean, sp- spoiler, sorry. <laughs> she's, she's an elf. Yeah. So, they go... So, the son goes, then, to his house.
1: Yeah, because he's gonna spend Christmas Eve with his dad, mm-hmm. and as his mom's leaving... Charlie is so rude, and he's, like, not even trying to keep his voice down. And he's like, Mom, make sure to pick me up first thing in the morning. I don't want to be here. I hate Dad. He's just being, like, a real jerk about it. Which is... Because they've gone through all this trouble
0: of establishing that Tim Allen's character is kind of this pompous jerk, and he's full of himself. I don't even know if
1: that's fair.
0: no, 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 it's not. But they established that the first five minutes of the movie, and then suddenly, once he gets his son... The opposite happens.
1: You know what I took away from that opening sequence? What? Not that he was pompous, but that, like, oh, man, look at this cool dad. Like, he works at a toy company. He's a millionaire, probably, for making the most popular toy ever. So he can pretty much get his kid whatever he wants, but mm-hmm. his kid hates him.
0: Yeah, and we don't, and we never really figure out why, because when they're together, he's a little awkward. I give him that. But he hardly ever sees his kid.
1: Yeah, and how awful can he be if they're separated and he's still like clinging to the past with his family, and the ex-wife has already moved on, already married, not just dating a guy. She's yeah. already married,
0: and he's very excited to have his son there. and the, And we get to the place, and it's a very nice. It's a condo. He's like in a townhouse attached to other houses. Like so, it's, but it's like
1: big. It's, it's like a nice size. It's like more than one story.
0: It's nice without being ostentatious. Yeah. And it's and he it's decorated for Christmas. He has a whole Christmas tree that he put up himself. Like it's very clean and tidy.
1: He's clearly been preparing for his son to arrive. Yeah, like he's eager to see this boy. He's pretty excited about it. And he for has sure. a lot of stuff planned that he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And he decides to start, even though Charlie's being a little brat, he's like, I'm gonna cook you the best Christmas Eve dinner of your life. Yeah. And he tries really hard. Yeah, and he's,
0: like, watching Julia Child, and he's, like, making a feast for this boy.
1: But he kind of blows it because he burns everything.
0: Yeah, but that's not because he's a jerk. That's just
1: because he's, like, he's new at this. He is, but he is trying. That is established that he's trying really hard. So he burns and ruins Christmas dinner, Christmas Mm -hmm. Eve dinner. So then they're driving around trying to find a place to eat. And the only place that's open on Christmas Eve is Denny's. Yeah. And I'd like to say that Denny's has not changed at all.
0: No, it looks exactly the same. Like, the
1: interior of that Denny's is, like, the interior of every Denny's I've ever been to, ever.
0: Well, can I spoil something for you? I I, guess. I looked at the trivia for this on IMDb, and that was not actually a real Denny's. It was a Swiss chalet.
1: I don't like that.
0: I'm sorry. You just
1: shattered my illusion. I guess that's payback for me telling you they probably filmed it in July.
0: Yes. Thank you. Well,
1: regardless, they did a good job of making it look like every Denny's I've ever been to. And then the waitress there is kind of like giving him a hard time. Like, oh, you must be the single parent. And then Tim Allen looks around and the, the whole rest of the restaurant is like populated by single dads and their kids and they all kind of exchange these looks like yeah we're the worst but like what can you do and it tugs at your heartstrings because he's trying he's trying to make things work for charlie but
0: i feel like the tone of the movie is trying to establish these dads are pathetic like look how lame they are taking their kids to death but it's like
1: i mean he could have not fed him at all he could have been like i burned dinner why don't you just go ahead and go to bed because i ruined everything and your mom will get you in the morning
0: Or or he just ordered a pizza. But he's like, I'm going to take you out for dinner. And they drive around and try to find a nice place. Like, he does everything right. And yet the tone is like... Oh man, he's been way over his head because he's a man and he can't uh, handle
1: a child. Like, and then and then Denny is apparently super busy being full of single dads and their kids, and they're out of everything. So Charlie's even more upset. They yeah. don't have chocolate milk; they only have regular milk, which and that's like the biggest insult to Charlie's personal life he's ever faced. Yeah, and I don't really understand how they could be out of chocolate milk because are they out of? They must just be out of chocolate.
0: They probably just pop open a can and it's like pre-made. Chocolate. Well, but like
1: if they have ice cream sundays, I'm. Assuming, yeah, they would have like Hershey's syrup. Oh, so they could probably, but that's that way beside the point. So they eat, <laughs> they eat at Denny's, and then they go back home. They do, and then Charlie's like over it, so he just wants to go to bed. Yeah, and Tim Allen reads him "Twas the Night Before Christmas" because yeah. he's falling asleep. He
0: reads him a bedtime story. Like he's a great dad. I, I still can't
1: figure out why this couple divorced. Like I don't know. They're very affectionate to each other. Like uh, I bet the mom was having an affair with Judge Reinhold.
0: I mean, who wouldn't? I she mean, has
1: that kind of like '90s, really blunt, banged bob haircut that oh, meant yeah. she was probably screwing around.
0: Giant camel-colored coat.
1: Yeah, she was, was pretty r- fashionable. Giant
0: shoulders. Yeah.
1: But so Tim Allen's, like, going out of his way, reading the story for his kid, and, like, Charlie's only pretending to be asleep, because as soon as Tim Allen turns to walk away, Charlie starts, like, barraging him with questions. Like, what does it mean when he arose and heard such a clatter? What's a clatter? Is it a ladder? Which establishes that Charlie's a moron. He's
0: stupid. I mean, have you not heard the word clatter? Why do
1: you think clatter and ladder are the same thing, Charlie? Ugh. Anyway. But no,
0: no, no. But we didn't even establish how... Earlier, when they're dropping Charlie off, there's a discussion where where his mother and Judge Reinhold, who's uh, what's the uh, the character Judge Reinhold's?
1: I don't know what his character's name is, but he wore a lot of like driving gloves and was always uh, and sweaters and sweaters, and he was always irritated that he had to wait. Neil, Doctor Neil, Doctor, he N- was a psychologist. That's right, and he was always trying to psychoanalyze Charlie.
0: He sure was. And but no, I just want to say real quick: Neil and the wife named Laura, but no one cares about her. Um, she they basically tell Charlie there's no Santa Claus, and they've like already or apparently a kid at school told Charlie, and they were like, "Yeah, you know the the kid's right. Like there is no Santa Claus." Charlie, sorry everyone that's still, I'm sorry to tell you this. And but. he's only like ten, right? Oh, maybe I feel like even he was younger, younger than Maybe 10. like
1: 7. So he is young enough that it would be believable if he still thought that there was a Santa Claus.
0: For sure. But someone spilled the beans. They, it's not like they told him, and, but they were <laughs> like, you know what... He was right.
1: There is no Santa. They were eager to ruin that disillusion, Dr. Neil was, because uh-huh. he didn't want to deal with that later on. For like, sure. and this knocked it all out in one fell swoop. Like, no Santa Claus, which means there's no Easter Bunny, which means there's no Tooth Fairy.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I hope
1: none of our listeners think that those things are still real, because that would be really disappointing. I'm terribly sorry, everyone. For you right now.
0: All six of you.
1: So maybe that's also part of the reason why Charlie's in a bad mood. But still, he's, oh. he's the worst. But...
0: But they do, they set this up to have Tim Allen is saying, what? That's baloney. Like, there is a Santa Claus, Charlie, and like and they're they're feuding with each other. They're butting heads over, is there a Santa Claus or isn't there? And ta- Tim Allen's like, no, 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 believe in magic. Believe in all this stuff. He's a kid, blah, blah, blah.
1: Dr. Neil does not like that.
0: Which I thought was weird because then when... Uh, so after Charlie goes to bed... You're they... getting a
1: little ahead of you ahead No, of no, no, no.
0: I'm relating because I went backwards and now I'm going back to where we were.
1: Whoa.
0: I'm sorry. I went forward in time. And then, so, Charlie's in bed pretending to be asleep and then he hears a clatter. And the second he hears the clatter, this is, like, right off the heels of him saying, there is a Santa, blah, 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 just don't listen to your your mom, Charlie... Then, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I hear reindeer. Charlie's like, I hear reindeer. I hear whatever. And then, immediately, Tim Allen's like, no, that's all fake.
1: Like, why did... Well, because what grown man is going to think... In my head, he hears a noise on the roof, and I don't think a 40-year-old, however old he is, his (laughs) first thought's not going to be, oh, my God, it's reindeer. He's going to be like, there's a prowler trying to get into the house. Yeah. That's what I would think. So, he's trying to, like, be like, hey, kid, stay here in your room I'm going to go check this out. Because he thinks that someone trying to get into the house. Yeah. And so what does Charlie do? He,
0: he leaves the
1: room. Yeah, he follows his dad outside because he's the worst.
0: He is. It's like, hey, we're about to get robbed here and murdered, possibly. Maybe. Uh, stay in here. And Charlie's just like,
1: nope, i want to run outside barefoot in the snow. Which I guess is normal kid behavior, but it still irritated me. Right. So they get outside, and they look up on the roof. Oh, my God. It's Santa's sleigh. Or it's some guy in a red suit. And there's, like, real live reindeer on top of this roof.
0: Yeah, but at this point, Tim Allen's still like, mm, I think this is a robber. Even though there are, what, how many reindeer are there? Eight reindeer?
1: Or he thinks maybe it's just, like, a crazy person.
0: That managed to get eight livestock upon his roof. I don't know.
1: Maybe. And a sled. He does work for the for the toy industry, so he probably has a good imagination. <sighs> Regardless, Tim Allen says something.
0: He goes, hey, you, buddy, or something
1: startles the Santa.
0: Santa's awful. He,
1: like, takes a tumble off the roof, lands in a snow angel position, and just apparently dies immediately on impact.
0: He, dro- he drops about, like, ten feet into a giant pile of snow, and that kills him somehow. Somehow.
1: It yeah. did. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a movie.
0: Exactly. So, he, Santa has just
1: been murdered in the first 15 minutes of this film. Accidentally killed. Manslaughtered. I don't even know if it's manslaughter. Like is it his fault accidental for... manslaughter? No, like he involuntary manslaughter. I don't know. Like he technically killed himself because he fell off the roof. There was no one else up there that like pushed him, no one shot him, no one anything. Like he it, it was his own faulty footing. I mean on you the would roof. think Santa
0: Claus of all people would have good footing on a slick roof. You would think, but apparently not this one. Ugh, he was awful.
1: So, Charlie doesn't even seem all that upset that, like, Santa's just dead. Like, he's walking over and he's like, what's going on? Like, let's check this out. Tim Allen's freaking out because there's just a dead guy dressed as Santa on his lawn right now. Right. And he goes and he's looking for a wallet. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, I'm reaching into your pocket, like, looking for your identification. He pulls out this little business card. Mm-hmm. And it just says, like, I'm Santa on the front or something like yeah. that. And then it says... What does it say? Like, try on the oh, suit. Oh, it says put
0: on... something like... Put so, on the suit. So the reindeer will know what to do.
1: Yes. And so Charlie's like, this is the best idea ever. Like, take the dead man out of his clothes. Put them on and let's go, like, hang out with the reindeer.
0: Yeah. But the body disappears. Like, he doesn't undress a corpse...
1: He doesn't. The body, that would like, have
0: been too frightening. It for like children.
1: folds in on itself behind Tim Allen's back, like when he turns around. It's and like the to Wicked Charlie. Witch of the West. Like maybe, she, he just sucks, sinks into the ground and disappears. Maybe we should uh, tell everyone what his name is, so we don't just keep calling him Tim Allen. He, he's Scott Calvin, which, if you notice, the initials are SC, kind of just like Santa Claus.
0: A li- yeah, pretty much exactly like Santa Claus.
1: So anyway, Tim Allen. Takes the suit, but he doesn't put it on yet.
0: No, he just carries it with him, which I thought I liked that because I felt like it would be way too illogical if he just put it on immediately.
1: Yeah, and they, they go up to the roof to, like, check things out, and mm-hmm. they see these reindeer. And, like, the whole time, Charlie's like, put on the suit. Put on the suit. Like, he's just being a real pest about it. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I feel like he's he's got to be freaking out, Scott yeah. Calvin. Like, sure. in his mind, there's just, like, a dead guy in his lawn, and, like, his son is being, like, put on the dead guy's clothes. Tamalyn's like, I killed this guy. Like, there's reindeer up here. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, he's probably having, like, this crazy mental Mm. breakdown right now. And his son's just like, put on the suit.
0: And I I think he, all circumstances considered, I think he did a pretty good job. He kept it together. He kept
1: it pretty cool. He didn't freak out too much. And I
0: feel like if his son wasn't there, he might have, like, gone on a a rant and, like, freaked out. He might have. But he kept it together for his boy because he didn't want to freak out his boy.
1: And he eventually puts on the suit. Yeah, because
0: it's freezing, because it's winter time. And
1: he only is in his boxers, because he, like, rushes out of the house. Yeah, because
0: he, like, leaves the house in his PJs, which is, like, an undershirt and boxers. And he throws boots on. He has a sense to put boots on before he runs into the snow. And so then after, but then, no, the sled takes, or he's freezing cold. And he's like, shit, I, I'm having, a, I'm holding a jacket in my hand. I might as well put it on.
1: And then Charlie is, like, while he's getting dressed, Charlie just, like, helps himself into the sleigh. And then Tim Allen like, turns around, gets in the sleigh, and it just takes off. For sure. It takes off. Well, Who is it? Um, Comet is the really sassy reindeer. I believe so. Like, Comet is the only one they really bother to, like, give any personality. Yeah. And I feel like, when did Jurassic Park come out? The year before this. I feel like the reindeer were kind of weak. For sure. Especially after seeing some of the stuff they could do... Before this movie, True. they, they tried, were pretty weak. They
0: tried to make them look cartoony a little bit. They did, like their eyes were like not. They didn't look like real reindeer.
1: They didn't.
0: They look like a cartoon. It was of
1: a it was weird. Anyway, the reindeer know what to do, and the sleigh just takes off, and they just start landing on various roofs in their neighborhood, mm-hmm. and then Charlie is like, "Dad, pick up the bag of presents. Like you're obviously here to deliver them." And Tim Allen's like, "I don't know about this, Charlie." But he picks up the bag. It's empty. Suddenly, full of presents. Mm-hmm. Charlie's like, "Go down, go down the chimney." So he walks over there. He's like, "There's no way I can fit." And then, in this like terrible CGI moment, his body like shrinks and just like plops down the chimney.
0: Yeah, he made it. it. It was
1: really bad looking.
0: And he unloads the presents.
1: And then this continues from like house to house. And he gets to one place where there's no fireplace. And he goes down, like, an exhaust pipe into this little girl's room. Do you remember? Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a fireplace in there and she's awake and he's, like, not having it and tells oh, her to go back to sleep. He's surly. He's yeah. like,
0: ah, oh, kid, I'm just, like, for, like, he's not in, he, he's not in awe at all of the fact that all this is happening. He's
1: not in Santa mode it's yet. It's been,
0: it's been 15 minutes since, he was literally in bed and 15 minutes later he's, he just slid magically down, like, an exhaust pipe. Into a house with presents
1: with Santa Slight. And he's still just like, oh, this isn't real at all. And this little girl's like, Santa, you have to drink the milk and cookies. And he, like, makes up something. He's like, I'm lactose intolerant. Leave me alone. I'm just trying to drop off your presents.
0: Yeah. I mean, he is not kind.
1: He's not happy about it. So, anyway, this whole, that whole thing ends. Like, the night is over after a little bit. By the way, ten minutes about, and he hasn't even left his
0: block yet. Like, he's still dropping off presents.
1: It's taking quite a while, and it he makes, has to go around the world. Makes you wonder how it's gonna going to work. Well, he's a everywhere. time
0: lord. I mean, I think we decided that already.
1: Did we already have a Doctor Who conversation? No, we that? haven't. But I wrote all my notes. Santa, 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 Santa equals,
0: equals Doctor Who. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only way it'll make sense. But I mean, I,
1: that's one of the ways. I think we it'll just went
0: to a new level of
1: nerd. But I think we should probably stop talking about that right now, and maybe that can be like a personal conversation we carry on later. Yeah, after
0: one of my because that would
1: probably go for like another hour.
0: Oh, for sure. Okay, so anyway, so magically he goes to every house of every Santa Claus believing child in the nation, in the, in the world.
1: Yeah, and then the the reindeer take him to the North Pole. Yeah, and
0: it, the North Pole is is I actually really liked the representation of the North Pole. Because I feel like before that, it was always just sort of, like, a little cute cottage, and it kind of looked like the Swiss Alps or something. Right. But this was the first time that they actually sort of have all this technology, and there's a real sense of layers to the world, and it's a complex... Like, it's not just, like, there's a hierarchy. Like, it's very, like, well-established. It was, like,
1: a high-tech North Pole. And I feel
0: like that's the first time... In film, I know they've done it a lot since then, but I feel like that was the first movie that really did it.
1: Yeah, you're right. It was the first time it wasn't just, like, an adorable Mrs. Claus in, like, a gingerbread house.
0: No, it was, like, a very... Like, it felt like a real functioning, like, workplace, but, like, still
1: joyful. Yeah, it didn't feel like a factory.
0: And pretty much everyone's a kid,
1: except for the guy that runs it is, like, a teenager. Which I still don't understand how... Like the little kids, the kids that look to be like if if they were real human children, they'd be like eight. They're yeah. like nine thousand years old or something. I thought they acted; pre- they did a pretty good job with acting. Well, that's not my issue. My no. issue is then like, how come they're not all the same age? Like, why is someone like it looks like a teenager, and why does some look like they're little? Like, how do they age? I feel
0: like they age just super gradually. Like one year in ad- in human years is the equivalent to like a hundred years elf years. Because you see toddlers. I just don't and know if I'm see, satisfied with
1: that. Like I feel like I need a breakdown or like a flow chart.
0: I, but I mean they don't they're not born like being, you know, four feet tall.
1: I feel like they're all just like varying ages, but like I don't know. That was a real problem for me. I had a hard time understanding it. I'm sorry. I still have a hard time understanding it.
0: But the worst part about the North Pole <laughs> to me was how unfazed everybody is by the fact that Santa was just murdered. Yeah, they're just
1: like new Santa coming through, and t- Tim Allen's like turning around, like I don't know what's happening. Where am I? Who are you, little people? Like, what is going on? And like the teenage guys being kind of a jerk to him, like, yeah. didn't you read the card?
0: Yeah, but the card was in impossibly small print.
1: Yeah, so he like busts out a giant magnifying glass, and then it's literally a clause on the card. Clause, and Mickey. so it's it's very punny because it's the Santa Claus because he is Santa Claus, and then the Santa Claus in the contract, and I love it. I love the punniness.
0: I mean, I like the idea that Santa's not one person, it's just sort of this, like, title that someone inherits.
1: It's pretty cool.
0: But it's like, if you murder Santa, you become Santa. So it's like, why aren't people just trying to murder?
1: But I don't know if it's always murder. Like, I feel like it could be, like he dies, or something happens, there's an accident, and whoever Mm. comes upon him Uh could become Santa. Because if if it was just like, you have to murder Santa, everyone would be trying to murder Santa. It would be like the Roman Empire. A certain, (laughs) yeah, like a certain group of people who really want to be Santa would be trying to murder Santa. And I feel like they have to be a little selective. You don't just want anybody putting on the suit. But like a guy who's already a toy maker is Mm. probably a really good fit.
0: And with the initials SC.
1: It was faded. It was
0: faded. It was
1: written in the stars. Oh my god. So he's still like having a hard time uh, figuring out what's going on at the North Pole. The teenage elf is trying to explain everything to him about like your Santa now. Like okay job on your first. And maybe he didn't have to go everywhere because the other Santa had already gone everywhere. Good point. And like now he's just in his neighborhood. But anyway he's like you did an okay job. I'll see you back here in like eight months. And I'll send you the list.
0: Right. And he's like, the like. I mean, he was a surly elf. I Yeah. He had an attitude. But yeah. he was really nice to Charlie. Even though Charlie's kind of a whiny little jerk who's a tag along that shouldn't have even been there. I feel like there should be a log and a human child going to the North Pole.
1: Probably. But he was
0: really nice to Charlie. And he like gives him the globe. And he's like, hey, sport. He keeps calling him sport. Oh, and
1: the globe is like a snow globe.
0: It's a magic snow globe though because it moves. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... But they, uh, so but he's really nice to Charlie, but he's an asshole to Santa. But they have a bedroom for Santa.
1: They do. And then it gets, like, a little weird because he has, like, a handmaiden or something. Yeah. And she's, she looks like she's ten, and she, like, comes in with his folded silk pajamas. Yeah. And she's, like, giving him his schedule, and it all felt, like, a little weird to me. Oh, and they
0: flirt! Like, there's a part where he makes some comments. Oh, I
1: did not like that part.
0: Where he's, uh, I can't remember what his comment was. It was something along the lines of, like oh, man, like, this hot chocolate you made is amazing. And she's like, oh, like, I'm seeing somebody else. Yeah. And then there's this awkward pause (laughs) where they kind of look into each other's eyes, and then they're like, anyway. But, like, she's clearly, like, a nine-year-old girl.
1: You can tell me she's 9,000 years old all you want, but she's nine.
0: No. And, okay, and this is a random – I don't even know if you noticed this. So, in his bedroom, there's one thing that I – It was one of the only genuinely funny moments. I laughed inwardly. I didn't laugh out loud. But but it's bizarre. So there's a perpetual puppet, puppet show happening. Oh, no, I saw that. And it's a Punch and Judy show. Yeah. And it's just happening. When he enters the room, it's already in the middle of the show. Right. And so this implies that there's somebody that's just on their knees, constantly doing two puppets...
1: For no audience, and
0: it made me really sad.
1: No, you did make that comment when we were watching it. Oh, maybe I. You well, did because I remember I, might I was have been drunk. Well, because I was like, maybe it's just magic. I mean, we are in the North Pole. True, there are elves and like magic There's stuff. A lot of
0: magic, yeah, okay, I like that idea. It's magic it's, it's less
1: depressing than just like one guy's job being to have. A non-stop Punch and Judy show happening.
0: Oh, God. Because I just imagine him there, like, every month of the year. Like, they just pay him. Like, what if, if it's March? Yeah, but what if Santa says it gives us a surprise visit? You have to Punch and oh, Judy man, 24-7. Be terrible. But I did laugh at the one moment where it was the only moment that I actually found genuinely funny was when...
1: You only found one moment okay, funny?
0: It was the one where I, I, like, snortled a little bit, where he takes off his pants now, he's wearing boxers. He's not nude. But he starts putting on his silk pajamas. He takes his pants off. And then just in the background, you hear the Punch and Judy Dobbs go, Oh like when he takes his pants off. And then he pulls his pants back up.
1: He's Cause... startled by the puppet. I
0: thought that was funny because I wasn't expecting them to scream. And also, how can they see him, their puppets?
1: It's magic. <sighs> We've already been over this.
0: Anyway. So I just thought that was a little bizarre and creepy. But the bed looked amazing. It, it wasn't not? it round? It was a huge round bed, and he and his son crash into it, and it was a very cute, adorable little moment there.
1: Yeah, Charlie's really cute when he's asleep and not talking.
0: Yeah, he's asleep. Yeah, when he's asleep and when he's unconscious. He's fantastic.
1: And so, this whole crazy night ends, and then he wakes up, and he's in his own bed at home. Mm-hmm. We have no footage of his journey back. It's magic. And then, it is magic, and mm-hmm. he wakes up, and like to him, he's a little thrown by the pajamas. He's like, I don't remember putting these on. That's strange. But he, like, decides to pretend nothing happened. Yeah. It was all a crazy dream.
0: And his son remembers everything in Crystal Clarity, the same thing that he does, and he's wearing completely brand new pajamas. The son has a new souvenir that's a magical snow globe. And he's like, no, you imagined it all,
1: Charlie. Like, he's kind of a dick. I still don't like Charlie.
0: Well, Charlie deserves it. So
1: Charlie's mom and Dr. Neil show up. And Mom is like, why are you wearing those pajamas? That's really weird. And Sam Allen just kind of, like, laughs it off. Like, oh, it's not a big deal. I just, I like silk pajamas. That's, like, my thing now.
0: Or he'd just been like, it's a Christmas gift. Like, he really could have written it he off He could have done it better.
1: He could have. And Charlie, being an idiot, just goes up and he's like, oh, my God, there's Santa Claus and Dad is Santa Claus now and we went to the North Pole and we delivered all these presents and Dr. Neal is, like, not happy about this at all. Which I was kind of happy about it because I was like, maybe Dr. Noah will like commit him or like put him away. His child is a menace. Yeah, exactly. And that didn't happen. So they take him away. And, and then the next, I don't know, like half hour of the movie is kind of a quick progression of time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: From, you know, December 26th up until about the time when he has to leave again. And there's a lot of, you know, small scenes here and there that show his evolution into accepting that he is Santa.
0: And physically turning into Santa, and he tries to deny it.
1: Yeah, like, one day he, you know, is, like, shaving, he, like, wakes up and suddenly he's gray, or, like, white hair, and he has a full beard. Mm -hmm. And he starts shaving, and then he, like, dips his head down and splashes his face off, and when he puts his... Face up again and sees his reflection in the mirror. He's just got a full-on beard again. Immediately,
0: that was grade A CGI back in 1994. I feel like the, the beard growth out of his face. Everyone was like, his, "His face
1: looked great." I can't say his face didn't look bad. Like it, it started getting puffy, and it looked pretty good to me. It looked pretty yeah. real. Then he goes to the doctor's office because he's like, "I don't understand why suddenly I've gained like 100 pounds."
0: Yeah, and he's on a treadmill for like an hour, and he's just. He's just chugging along, excellent heart rate, all this stuff, but he's gained, like, 90 pounds.
1: And the doctor can find nothing wrong with him. He's just, like, maybe cut the cookie, milk and cookies, like, to Mm -hmm. a minimum. Uh And the part I bring up the doctor's office, because his face this whole time is looking pretty legit. Like, that makeup is looking good. And he has his shirt, like, half up over his belly, which is now large. But the belly looks so fake. It does. Like his fat suit looks terrible,
0: mm-hmm.
1: below like below, neck down. Yeah, it's a terrible job. Face sure. up, great. And it was upsetting to me because I asked you when you were watching when Mrs. Doubtfire came out.
0: It came out one year prior to this,
1: and she looked phenomenal. Robin Williams's whole guise oh. was wonderful.
0: But I mean, you can't compare anything to Mrs. Doubtfire. It is its own tier of entertainment.
1: I'm gonna call. Uh, I'm gonna put a flag on the play there because you can compare a, this quite a bit to Mrs. Doubtfire.
0: How dare you! I'm
1: no. I'm just gonna go for it. So, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire, Scott Calvin, yeah. separated from their wives, don't have full custody of their children want to have full custody of their uh-huh. children. Both creative minds, both involved with toys, mm. both involved with entertaining children.
0: Uh, no, uh, Robin Williams was not involved with toys. He was a voice actor.
1: He is involved with entertaining children.
0: Children. Right.
1: And uh, through a series of events, they are taken away from their children. Uh-huh. And they try to work their way back in.
0: And they were put on a fat suit to get back And their in.
1: children only like them when they're being someone else.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And then huh. in the end, there's the big reveal that, like, Mrs. Doubtfire is Robin Williams, Scott Calvin is Santa Claus, and everyone is able to accept it, and their family unit becomes a little bit more cohesive mm. because of everything they've been through. Did I just blow your mind?
0: That sound you just heard was my head exploding.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's, the, uh, like, pretty much the same thing. Like, both physical transformations, mm. not just, like, a person personality transformation. No. Like, altering what they look like. True. Yeah.
0: Okay. Wow. I mean, I'm still going to concede <laughs> that I, I think Mrs. Doubtfire's a better movie. Yeah. Sorry, so, Santa No,
1: no I, I, I cannot deny that. Mrs. Doubtfire is phenomenal. That's like in the top five.
0: Of all time For sure. Yeah. It, I mean, I can't get enough of Mrs. Doubtfire.
1: We'll probably have to get to that one at oh some point. Oh my God. Like, <sighs> like a three hour special.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna take <laughs> like, like at least three bottles of wine to get through. The at
1: movie. least.
0: Uh, anyway, we I, just yes. went off on
1: a really long tangent. I'm sorry, Caitlin. Oh, Go on.
0: I. Oh, so he's transitioning to Santa, and it sort of caused him. Not only is he physically transitioning, but he's emitting this aura. It's uh, implied this magic aura that draws children to him because he's not actively looking for kids.
1: Because that kids would be inappropriate to him. and like, creepy. He's
0: sitting on a park bench watching his son do a soccer game, and this is the middle of summer. It's it's you know, and but he's already kind of getting fat. He's wearing wearing a red tracksuit because he's suddenly attracted to the color red. And kids just literally start lining up,
1: like to so, like sit on his lap, to
0: sit on his lap. And he's like, "Kid, get off my lap!" I don't know, but they like are drawn to his Santa aura, and kids just like start falling in line. It's like a Pied Piper situation where they're like, "Oh, like they just can't." And so they was so, but then everyone's like, "You sicko!" Get like they basically yeah without it was saying weird. it, imply that he might be a child molester.
1: Yeah, they definitely. They're like, "Oh my that. god,
0: he's turning into Santa to draw children into his like basement mm-hmm. where he touches them inappropriately."
1: What got, This took a turn.:
0: But I feel like that was the tone of the movie because they're like, "Oh my God, he thinks he's Santa he's drawing these kids, and let's keep everyone away from him. We want full custody of Charlie because you're a sick freak." Like that They
1: think he has suffered like a psychotic break. In
0: so many words, they're implying that they think he's like turned into some uh, psychotic child molester.
1: Can we talk about, like, my favorite scene in the movie? Yes. Is after he's gone through this transformation where he suddenly looks like he's aged about 15 years. He's heavy. He has this white hair and beard. He wakes up and he's got to go to work. And none of his clothes fit. Except for, like, an awkwardly snug gray sweatsuit. That's right. Do you remember? And he goes in in this sweatsuit with a blazer over it to class it up. Yeah, for sure. And he walks into this boardroom meeting... And everyone's jaws just about hit the floor, because this is an overnight thing, practically. Like, one day, he's normal, spelt, you know, brown hair, looks like a normal dude. Yeah. Maybe not overnight, but, like, in less than a month, he shows up looking legitimately like Santa Claus. And everyone just kind of exchanges these looks, like, what is happening?
0: Oh, that I like their reactions, because they're yeah. basically like, my God, Scott, like, you have gone off the rails. They don't pull
1: any punches. They just call them out for real. They're like, hey, so you're fat now. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, I, to be fair, if I came into work one day, and then within the course of a week, my coworker had gained uh, almost 100 pounds, I'd be like, something's the matter.
1: Like... It would be cause for alarm. For sure. And he makes a comment, because they kind of, you know, are giving him side-eye about his clothes. <laughs> They and throw some shade. They do. They read him a little bit. And then he's like, well, all my clothes are in the wash. Or, like, the dry cleaner lost them, Or some just completely bogus excuse that he knows they see through. But the best part about this scene... Is for some reason, it's taking place in their office building. Yeah. But it's like a business lunch where there's like a waiter that comes in and takes their order. Do you remember? Yeah, I think it was
0: one of those places where like those big fancy office buildings, like for people that have real jobs in real companies, not that we don't, but like, I mean, we sort of, we work in, in entertainment. It's a little bit of a fantasy world, but like when you work at like, I work at the bank building,
1: my impression people work at banks. It's Um, pretty good. But there's like,
0: oh, there's like office. I don't know. There's always whatever. I don't know.
1: Okay, but anyway, so I saw it... ordering I th- food. I thought it was weird, yeah. So, they're ordering food. They're going around the table. Everyone's looking at him like, what's this guy going to order? It's probably going to be everything. <laughs> and then, so, he just kind of is looking all smug, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to have a Caesar salad with no dressing. What? And, like, my heart dropped a little, because I was like, but that was... Could have been great. And then, like, less than a beat later, he's like, and I had also, like, two slices of pie and a plate of cookies and you know, this ice cream sundae and I got, like, the payoff I was looking for. And then he's, like, eating and, like, stuffing his face with all of this mm-hmm. during the meeting and I'm, like, dying laughing on the couch because it was very entertaining to me.
0: Well, my favorite is that this guy comes into this room, this conference room, and he asks for people but there's no menu. Like, he doesn't say, hey, I'm going to so-and-so. He's just, like, this random dude, he, and he didn't even look like he worked for the company. He was like an older dude. He was wearing
1: a vest.
0: Yeah, it wasn't like a intern or something. It was like a guy from an outside company just walks into the room. He's like, what do you want for lunch? No menu nothing. And people are like, oh, I'll have tuna tartare. <laughs> or, oh, I'll have a cheeseburger. Like, there's no menu.
1: There's no menu. And I think this is also the scene where he finally accepts that he is Santa Claus because they're pitching how to make Christmas cool for oh, kids. Oh, Yes. And so, isn't it Peter Boyle, who's, like, the head of the company? I'm pretty sure it's him. We can look. You can, yeah, look it up. But he's pitching this idea where Christmas is going to be, like, intense and extreme this year. And Mm -hmm. Santa's going to be, um, what is he? He's not in a sleigh anymore. He's in a, a tank. Yeah. Santa's in a tank. Wearing camo.
0: Wearing camo. And he's in a vehicle of mass destruction. For no reason,
1: and Tim Allen gets really worked up about it. As would I. Yeah, as would just about anyone with a heart. Yeah, and he like makes this impassioned speech about how Christmas is not about you know tanks and violence. <laughs> it's since like, when, Tiffany? Since forever, uh-huh. and he is like Christmas is about family and giving and love, and it's just this beautiful speech, and then. It's like it clicked, don't snort at me. No I'm,
0: I'm starting at the concept of I'm, I'm, I'm mentally I'm no, continue. I'm not sorry.
1: All right, okay, I promise. But so like you can see the, the gears shifting in his head, and yeah. he's accepted that he's Santa now, yeah, and he's like cool with it and happy about it.
0: Yeah, so he becomes Santa very quickly after this point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And next he so then it's he gets called back to the North Pole
1: after he gets the list.
0: he gets the list. It's big. It's, it's like funny.
1: Five trucks worth. It's funnier than Caitlyn's voice just made it seem.
0: I mean, I guess. But maybe
1: so, I'm more easily amused than you.
0: I think I'm just a harder critic. I think you're more open-minded than me. Maybe. And I'm too critical of things. Of, of, I don't know. But so he gets the list, and then after he gets the list, what happens?
1: They do go back to the North Pole, and he's like, "I'm ready, guys. Like, let's kick it into high gear for sure." Right?
0: Well, he's upset because Charlie, he lost custody of Charlie. Or no, they're trying to take full custody of Charlie. And he's not happy about
1: this. Even though Charlie's terrible. Well, Charlie is. My my favorite thing is before he accepts that he's Santa Claus. And Charlie's, like, pestering him about it. And he's like, Charlie, this isn't me. Like, this was all a dream. We have to forget about it. This was stupid. Charlie's like, how come everything I want to do is stupid? You're a little shit, Charlie. I mean... Tim Allen, we've seen many times, goes out of his way to do whatever his son wants. Mm -hmm. And his son only is affectionate towards him and wants to spend time with him when he is dressed up as Santa Claus, which is really messed up.
0: Yeah, he doesn't care about his dad at all to the point where he's just rude to him constantly.
1: But if he's in the Santa outfit, he wants to be his best friend. Yeah,
0: he's like, oh, my dad's Santa. You know what that means? I can get whatever toy I want. Yeah. Which is, like, but he doesn't actually care about his father.
1: No. So they... Cussy's taken away. It's Christmas time. Tim Allen's gonna go back to the North Pole. Charlie, like, sneaks in with him. He runs away. That's right. And he goes with him, and Mom and Dr. Neil are panicked about it. They
0: think he's just been kidnapped.
1: They think he's been abducted by their insane... His insane father.
0: And then... But Charlie calls them, and he's like, I'm fine, I promise you, we're having a great time. I'm in the North Pole. And they're still like, oh, he's crazy.
1: Yeah. And then, I mean, to make a long story short... Charlie suddenly is an amazing technological wizard of an engineer. That's right. And he, like, revamps Santa's sleigh. Keep in mind, this kid is under 10. And he, like, does all of these electronic adjustments to the sleigh to make it go faster to have GPS or whatever it was called in
0: 1994. Well, and they... I think this is the equivalent of like in Jurassic Park where the the little girls randomly like, I'm a hacker and like she randomly fixes all the computers. It was like how
1: hacking works. Yeah.
0: So they like he was the little kid hacker kid. He was like, I can fix all the problems because I'm a child.
1: Yeah. So they they go and they deliver all the presents and Charlie's having a great time spending time with his dad. Sure. But he's not having a good time spending time with his dad. He's having a good time spending time with Santa Claus. That's correct. Because he's very duplicitous, and he's kind of a jerk. (sighs) Big word. Yeah. But it's accurate. I said it. Thank you. And so they get back, and Mom and Dr. Neil are really upset. And he's like, look, I am Santa Claus, and I can prove it. And he tells each of them what, like, the one toy is that they never got when they were kids Uh and when they stopped believing in Santa. Like, he tells them that he knows what it is by giving it to them. That's right. And then they believe. Do you remember what they got?
0: Yes. Uh, Neil always wanted a weenie whistle.
1: Because every child wants a weenie whistle. I
0: mean, and here's the thing is, I don't understand why... Okay, and then, there's a lot of problems with this, but then the wife,
1: what does she want? She wants a mystery date board game, which she makes the comment saying, no one knows what those are anymore. Everybody knows what those are, because yeah. I have one. For sure. High school musical edition.
0: To be that, I feel like there was a hiatus of Mystery Date the game because I remember Probably, but when I saw that movie I had never heard of it. They
1: before. referenced it on The Simpsons too.
0: Well true. I'm
1: just saying it never disappeared completely.
0: Okay. But the funny thing is is they talk about how their parents got them everything else that they could possibly want, except for he didn't get a whistle that was she had like a hot dog. And she never got a board game. So it wasn't like they couldn't afford these games or anything like that. At first, oh, I have so many problems.
1: Yeah, it was like they got like 50 gifts, but because they didn't get 51 gifts, they don't believe in Santa anymore and they hate Christmas. But I
0: also don't understand why the parents didn't get these two gifts. Because
1: they might have written the letter to Santa Claus and put it in the mail.
0: But here's the thing. This is a movie that implies Santa is real.
1: So why didn't Santa get them these gifts? Because they were on the naughty list. Probably Santa could see into the future and realize that Dr. Neal was going to be a giant tool. Speaking of tools, I enjoyed... There were... (laughs) There, Excellent transition. Thank you. There were a couple home improvement nods, Absolutely. which I really appreciated. When he gets to the North Pole, he tries on a tool belt and he's like, this isn't a good fit for me. But it is, because he's still Tim the Toolman Taylor. He
0: really is.
1: And can you do it? Do you remember when he gets in the sleigh and he says ho ho ho? He's like, ho ho ho. Or I mean, like, that was or what terrible. Is it? Oh, I'm
0: sorry. I can't
1: do it either. Like, it's like, ho, ho, ho. like <laughs> It's like that weird barking. Tim, that told Uh, me uh, on left. Yeah, that's it. Like something like that. It was great, but anyway, ending ending of the movie. The parents now believe that he is Santa Claus. Yeah, they no longer think he's crazy. Charlie's allowed to hang out with him because he wants to now because he's Santa. Yeah. So that's kind of the movie.
0: No, no, but we skipped the whole part about how Santa gets arrested. Yeah. I mean, but then I mean, it's fine. It ends up being fine. But they kidnap, and then he gets out very easily
1: because he's Santa. Yeah.
0: That was the climax of the film. and We skipped over it completely, but you know, whatever. I
1: mean, they bail him out. Yeah, don't they? No, they don't. The,
0: the flying elf squad comes oh, and saves right. him, and then the little kid. He had, and I remember quoting this like on the playground. For some reason, kids thought this line was hysterical. But he takes the tinsel and he like takes off the hinges of the jail cell, and then he like frees Santa. And then he goes, "Tinsel, not just for decorating." And I remember thinking when I was a kid that was the funniest line. And now I look back on it, and I'm like, that wasn't funny at all.
1: You thought that was funny, but you didn't laugh at some of the stuff I laughed at.
0: Well, I guess humor-wise, I wasn't, like, on board. It was just so G-rated. But not, like, good G-rated. It was, like... Ugh. So what did
1: you
0: think... Okay, so what did you think
1: was funny? I mean, the movie. Oh, I liked it. I thought it held up really well.
0: Okay. No, I liked the movie. I
1: okay. hadn't seen it in a long time, like I said, and I was a little worried that I was going to be disillusioned by it and be a little disappointed in it, but I enjoyed it a lot. more, A lot more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see myself adding that to my Home Alone rotation at Christmas. I was entertained by it. I wasn't bored. Mm-hmm. I liked it, ex- with the exception of Charlie being a giant Jerk. He sure was. He was not a good kid. Mm-hmm. And um, it was upsetting. But it, I feel like that kid, I can't be too mad at him because he was in every sequel and that's kind of all he's ever done as an actor. So. Sure.
0: But I, I will say, even though his character's kind of awful, I thought that the kid as an actor actually did a pretty good job.
1: He was point. a good child actor. That's yeah, true. like
0: he played smart, like, the smarmy, like, eye-rolling kid well. And he played enthusiastic, Like, he, I thought he was a good actor.
1: It didn't seem... It wasn't, like, the Disney school of acting. No. It was it was, it was quality subtle. kid acting.
0: He was a subtle actor.
1: But I, I, I thought it held up. I enjoyed it quite a bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What did you think?
0: I enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it was a good Christmas movie. Like, it's very kid-friendly. Like, and it was made for kids. It wasn't one of those... Like for example, you watch a movie like Elf, and it was very clearly, I think it was the parents were the first thing in the people's heads, and then like the, it's a it's a kid friendly adult movie. I think like Elf.
1: It was Because the humor yeah. is very
0: kind of like crooked, whereas this movie was like a movie made for kids, which doesn't mean it's I a bad think that movie. There were
1: still some moments. I agree with you; it was made for kids, but I think that there were some moments that were aimed at the parents. Like little jokey things, which of course I'm not gonna be able to think of any right now.
0: <laughs> on the spot, quick. You on gotta the spot. support your argument. Okay,
1: well, probably one of my favorite. Well, no, it's not even really a joke aimed at parents, but I laughed at it a lot. Was when they're in the North Pole. Do you yeah. remember my favorite room in the North Pole? The ballroom? The ballroom is literally a room full of balls. Just bouncing around randomly. Like, it's not a room for dancing. No. It's a room for balls. And mm-hmm. that made me laugh on like four different levels.
0: Yeah, and they kept showing the ballroom.
1: Because it was really funny.
0: It was. It was a clever little, like, joke.
1: And I feel like as a kid, I'm not sure why parents are yelling at their kids to get off of Santa's lap. As an adult, I realize because they think he's a pedophile.
0: Yeah, because then, back in the, when you were a kid, you are kind of like, why do you hate Santa? But now you're like, oh. You
1: hate sex offenders instead.
0: Because well, if it happened in real life, like, if there's an old bearded man in your neighborhood. I wouldn't
1: like, let my kid sit on his lap.
0: No. But then if you found out he was the real Santa.
1: But if he's in a mall, it's okay, I guess. But
0: I don't like how this, this is a movie that the universe, Santa's real, and yet nobody knows he's real or thinks he's real. Like, how do the parents explain half the presents under the tree every year? Like, where did they come from? I don't know. Dead silence. No. there's. You no- do
1: get dead silence for that because this is a kid's movie about Christmas and you're trying to be too smart for it. Well, you know me. I overanalyze. You need to just sit back and enjoy the movie. I don't know. How, how do you enjoy anything if I you're don't. always trying to be smarter than it? I'm not trying to be smarter than
0: it. I'm trying to figure out the logic. I can't There's help no it.
1: logic to a movie about Santa that keeps dying and is, like, reincarnated by whoever puts on his suit. And apparently, like that—that that is the logic to the movie. I just explained it to you. Well,
0: their nonchalant at Santa's death implies that Santa has died a lot. Like, this is not... This is a job with a high fatality rate. It's like being like Buffy the Vampire Slayer... Where it's like, she dies, like, the vampire slayer dies every five or six years.
1: Maybe it was a bigger deal when it first started happening, but these elves are, like, thousands of years old, so they don't even bat an eye anymore. True, they've
0: probably gone through a lot of Santas. Yeah,
1: they probably can't even remember more than, like, the last five Santa's names.
0: Well, didn't the girl say she was 9,000 years old or something? Yeah. So they've been Santa's elves since, for thousands of years before Santa was even a concept.
1: This is another instance <laughs> where I need to point out that you just need to turn your brain off and enjoy a movie. Never gonna happen. Well, I feel sad for you then. Oh, well, I, feel, I feel... Did you ever believe in Santa with that attitude?
0: I, no, I did, but I stopped believing in Santa at a very young
1: age. And is that when Part, you stopped I put believing it together. in anything? No, I
0: put it together. Like, I heard my... I was six years old, and I was at my grandparents' house, and I heard my family, like putting up, Chris- like, I heard them go into the closet and set up Christmas presents, and I remember listening to them, and I remember thinking, oh, so that's how it happens, like. That's sad. But I wasn't upset at all, like, I was kind of like, I eh, figured, because, yeah. but, I mean, how old were you when you stopped believing?
1: I'm not going to talk about that, because it was probably at an age when I should have already stopped believing in 14. Santa 14! It was last year.
0: So this movie must have been a big deal. This movie
1: for you. was like a, a difficult thing for me to watch. No, I stopped believing in Santa Claus when I was pretty young.
0: Yeah, I
1: mean, I was. I'm. I don't really know what age could stop believing in Santa Claus. I was maybe like eight or nine. Is that really old?
0: No, I think it really depends. Because I feel like I, like for. Like, Kids that I know nowadays, like I feel like one of my cousins maybe, or like some of the kids I babysat for, like believed till so they were like eleven or twelve, which I feel like is way too old. Like I knew pregnant twelve year olds, so I'm like, if you can get pregnant, where you're in pro- the
1: hell did you grow? That's not
0: I, I knew some too. Northern California,
1: Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. My favorite thing about about this whole when did you stop believing in Santa Claus thing is, do you know who still tries to get me to believe in Santa Claus? Your Our, mother, my parents. Like, legit, all of their kids are grown. I'm not going to talk about my age, because that's, like, my thing. But, like, they still, every Christmas morning, we open our presents on Christmas Eve, right? Our family presents on Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. Like, our stockings are full, and, like, there's presents by the fireplace, and they're all written. It's, spoiler alert, it's my dad's handwriting. But he, like, tries to disguise it as, like, to Tiffany from Santa. And they, like, he'll wrap gifts for himself and be, like... To to dad from Santa. And, like, my sister and I, at this point, it's, like, ridiculous. And we'll call them out and they're like, what are you talking about? Santa was here last night. (laughs) And, like, they still put out the cookies. And, like, it's a... They know it's, like, a joke. But, like, part of me is, like, concerned about it. I don't know.
0: No, I... I mean, my parents still do that, too. And my sister and I still, to this day, fight over who's going to play Santa. And wear the Santa hat and pass out the presents. In
1: our family, it's like a hot potato because no one wants to do it no, every see, year. We I'm like, fight. No, I'm like, oh, my back hurts this year. I can't uh. do it. And My dad's like, oh, my knees. Like, I can't. It's and it always ends up being my mom, and I feel like an asshole every year making her do it, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Anyway. So. Uh, so yeah. So. So you liked it? You give it a big hearty two thumbs I'd up. I give
1: it a really yeah a really hearty two thumbs up. I think it is a great Christmas movie. I'm really pleased that we watched it. Mm-hmm. It brought back a lot of fun memories, and I feel like I made some new memories watching it with you.
0: Oh my God, my heart just warmed. It grew three sizes this day. Oh. That's a reference to a Christmas movie.
1: Is it The Grinch? It sure is. Yeah. Well done. If Thanks. I had a prize, I'd give it to you. Friendship?
0: You already have won that. I'll take it. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a good movie. It wasn't as funny as I remember, but then again, I was remembering it from the brain of an eight-year-old. But yeah, no, I think it holds up. It's a, it's a good, fun, there's not, I mean... I overanalyze things. But, yeah, no, it's a solid, like, it's a solid Christmas movie, you know? And it's, you know, Tim Allen puts his heart into it, you know? He's not, like, eye-rolling. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be Santa. He t- he made a great Santa, I will he say. He made
1: a really good Santa. and it He looks fantastic. It was such a clever, had not original, like, had not been done before idea. Yeah. Which was really fun, too.
0: And it's not, yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's a solid, and it's a little bit of a product of its time. It's kind of dated in certain ways. But in other ways, it's not at all. So in other ways, it's timeless.
1: Yeah, so that was, um, I was talking about our Christmas movie, The Santa Claus, and yeah. we're going to take a little hiatus for the holidays.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to because we have to go home to our uh, families where we're going to fight about Santa and get some gifts yeah. from Santa.
1: Yeah, um, we'll be back in January. Yeah, we will. And if you miss us, you can follow us on Twitter, at Nostalgia Killer.
0: Peanut butter and jelly shoes, at Nostalgia Killer. Or you can just be friends with us and we'll In find-
1: real life. Because we talk like this in real life,
0: we do. Like this is like if you sat in our conversations. I mean, like
1: all we've added is a microphone. This
0: is a treat, people. You should appreciate it.
1: It's pretty legit. So, <laughs> so Merry Christmas. This is
0: Merry Christmas.
1: Our gift to you.
0: I would say Happy Hanukkah, but Happy Hanukkah
1: is Hanukkah over. Is already passed. So yeah. So Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy uh, winter. or and happy uh, you... Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year. Alright, uh, this is Caitlin. And
1: this is Tiffany. And uh, thanks for listening. Good night. Good night. Good morning. Good wherever night. you are. Goodbye. Bye.